Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, and right now I have a Firebird Award-winning author to share with you. She is Vanessa Fortenberry, and her award-winning book is titled, Daddy, I Want to Know God. Vanessa is an award-winning inspirational speaker, too, and author of the children's book series, Families Growing in Faith, with the books titled, Mama, I Want to See God, Daddy, I Want to Know God, and soon to be released, Grandma, Granddad, we want to praise God. Vanessa writes to communicate inspirational messages to children and adults. She holds memberships in the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, the Christian Authors Guild, and the Stonecrest Writers Critique Group. A Georgia peach and a music teacher turned librarian, Vanessa takes delight in story time with her students. She's a passionate singer and enjoys worshiping in her church choir in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and singing with the Wendell P. Whalum Community Chorus. She also receives pleasure in baking her favorite desserts for her family and friends. And to learn more about Vanessa, her writing endeavors, to subscribe to her quarterly newsletter, and to find out when her next book will launch, please visit her website at vanessafortenberry.com. And I'm so excited to share her with you, so let's get going. Welcome to the network, Vanessa. Thank you, Pat. I really appreciate appreciate this opportunity. Oh, I'm so excited to talk with you. You were a music teacher, and I have a degree in music education, too. I majored in piano and voice, so maybe we should sing through today's interview. How's that? <laughs> that would be great. And I couldn't play the piano. Uh, the audience would throw tomatoes at me, but I definitely could sing through it. Oh, my gosh. Well, you could also bring some of your baked goods. What are your favorite desserts to make? Oh, let's see. I have so many, but I'll just give you a few. I love um, baking uh, cream cheese pound cake, red velvet cake, um, uh, key lime cake. And those are, I would say, the the favorites. And lemon pound cake. Those are the favorites of most of my family and friends and, and my coworkers, too. Oh, my goodness. They love all of those cakes. <laughs> I love them, too. Oh, my, my gosh. birthday. <laughs> And for my birthday um, in December, I couldn't decide whether I wanted the cream cheese pound cake or the red velvet, so I made them both um, as a sheet cake and put them on top of each other with icing. Get mm, out. So good. <laughs> I love that. That is the best solution to any problem. If you can't decide, do them both, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to have to remember that and share this story with others. You're great. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, hey, congratulations on the book winning the Firebird Book Award. That was exciting. Oh, definitely. It was so exciting. And to um, have won um, three awards with um, the Firebird, Bird Book Awards was just phenomenal for me. I know. I was excited, yeah. too. Well, listen, why don't you give us a little peek into the book that won, Daddy, I Want to Know God, maybe just tease our audience with a little bit of uh, what the storyline's about. Okay. Well, um, all of the books are include quiz, um, inquisitive children. They have so many questions about God. And so with the first book, Mama, I Want to See God, the child got a good foundation about who God is and that um, God is in them. And with the second book, Daddy, I Want to Know God, the child is just itching to know, to truly really know more about God. And um, I think as adults, we all know that that's really a lifetime um, goal 
to to have a heart for knowing to have a heart for knowing God, and um, because there is so much to learn about God. So with Daddy, I want to know God. The children are um, continuing to ask questions about him, such as, you know, do you really think he knows me? And and Dad, you know, tells the child that yes, he knows you by name. And um, even before you were born, and the child also wants to know, um, you know, does he love me all the time, even when I don't do what's right? And Dad tenderly, you know, tells the child that God's love is great and it lasts forever, but he also encourages the child to do what's right and also pray day and night. And so there are just so many questions um, that the child has and dad um, just answers all of them for the child. And we do know that children are so inquisitive. Um, They want to know about God. They want to know about this God that they hear us talking about, singing about. But where is he? I can't see him. You know, how do I know that God really exists? And I think, Daddy, I want to know God as well as the first book, Mama, I Want to See God, um, really answers those questions for uh, children. And you have a great perspective on what children would be thinking and the questions they ask, given that you were a teacher and a librarian. Yes, and I I must um, give um, credit to my grandson. When he was seven, and he's about 17 now, he is 17 now, when he was seven, 10 years ago, he asked his mother, or he said to his mother, Mama, I want to see God. And she called me that night and, and told me all about it. And, and you know, she actually thought that he was talking about going to heaven to see God. And mm-hmm. I told her, no, it's not that. I said, you know, he just, you know, he listens to us talk. And um, my grandchildren, they went to church with me just about every Sunday. So, you know, I'm in the church choir, I'm singing about God, I'm talking about God to them. And so, you know, he, I think that's a legitimate question that a child would have um, about, you know, wanting to see God. So um, this particular series stemmed from that one question. And I thought to myself, surely there have, there's got to be loads of other questions that children would have about God. So I think I will tackle them and put them in a book. Oh, I love how books and ideas just form so organically. It's not like you sat down and thought, oh, I'm going to write a book, wonder what it should be about. It just, it grew from your family and from a real life story. I always am fascinated to hear how things evolve and and come into creation. And I will say, um, in all honesty, when I wrote the first book, I didn't intend for it to be a book. It was just a poem because when I started writing, I had no idea that it would come out in rhyme, but it was like the the rhyming words were just coming out one after the other, one after the other. And so um, I think it was maybe like a Memorial Day holiday, and um, I read it, the poem, to my family, and they enjoyed it. My grandson loved it. My my daughter-in-law loved it. And and I was really through with it, but I, I did go to my critique. Group, I say, hey, I'm writing, and this is the poem that I wrote. And they said, we like it. Um, we think you should explore it more, add on to it. 
and um, and maybe see about getting it published. And after I kind of turned that over in my head a little bit, prayed on it a little, um, then I decided to do just that. But initially, I had no plans for it to be a published um, book. Oh, thank you for sharing that, because I think it also gives credence to the fact that you belong to a critique group. And, you know, that takes guts, too, to say, all right, I'm going to put my work out to these people and see what see what comes back. That's always a risk and a chance that you take. So I think that might motivate others to do the same. Oh, yes, definitely. I would highly recommend critique groups. Um, initially, I was in about three critique groups at the same time. Now, one of the critique groups was um, that good feel critique group, you know, where everybody would, you know, just make you feel so great about what you wrote. Oh, we love that. It's so nice. And, and that's about, you know, the extent to their comments. But then there was this other critique group that would um, say, you know, that was very nice. But mm-hmm. and um, and it had you, you know, where you had to go back to the drawing board and, and think about it. And oftentimes, you know, we say, you know, what do they know? This is my book. And uh, but uh, more times than none, when I've gone back and I read their comments, I had to actually admit that they were right. Mm-hmm. And so I did make changes. And these changes were, you know, for the good of the book. And I also remember when I went to the um, Christian Authors Guild critique group, um, one of the authors, one of the members said, you know, I think you can, you can dig deeper. And um, so, you know, it it made me think, okay, well, I guess I better dig deeper because (laughs) I would like this to be polished, you know, by the time I submit it to someone for publication. So each of those critique groups helped me. And while I don't advocate, you know, maybe initially one might want to just start with one group. But I think as you continue to get confident and um, and, and, and feel good about the members that's in the critique group, then um, aspiring authors might decide that, okay, I think I can handle two or maybe three. Mm-hmm. But each of those critique groups have served me very well. Oh, thank you for talking about this, I don't know that I've ever really had um, anyone really delve into the idea of joining a a critique group. Now, Vanessa, I know that there are some hidden little secrets in your book that most of your readers don't know about. So do you want to share that with us? Oh, yes, definitely. Well, in each of my um, three books, um, because the third book will come out in uh, September, I have certain members of my family um, depicted in the book. In the first book, Mama, I Want to See God, my grandson, the inspiration for the book, he's he's there in in the book, and my granddaughter, she's in the book. Uh, For Daddy, I Want to Know God, I included my son and my daughter. Um, although um, each of them said that they didn't recognize themselves, but, uh, <laughs> um, but I did, you know. Um, I, I will admit that the first one with my grandson and granddaughter, you definitely could say, yep, that's Andrea, yes, that's Anthony, um, but it was a little bit harder with the second book. And then in the book, um, Grandma, Granddad, We Want to Praise God, that um, in that book, my dad and my mother 
are in that book. I wanted to um, give, um, you know, just honor and to them for being some great grandparents to my children, even though they both passed when my children were young. But um, the two of them are there, and I can see the resemblance. It's not the best resemblance because the pictures that you submit to the illustrator, um, it has to be, you know, based on the sketch that the illustrator um, does, Mm -hmm. it has to kind of... um, be in that same format, like if if the illustration has the the man with his head kind of down, then um, in that in the case with my dad um, sitting at the dinner table, so I had to find a picture with my dad with his head bent, mm. and so that kind of worked. But um, I just love the fact that even though no one else may know or can tell that my mom and dad is in that book, I can tell, and I'll always. Every time I I go to those specific pages, I'll I'll always, you know, I got a lasting memory of my mom and dad. Oh, I love that, Vanessa. That's just so special. If, like you say, if not for anyone else, but for you and a tribute to your parents. That's a beautiful, beautiful idea. I love that. And that takes me to the question of the illustration, the cover design, because your book also won for the cover design in children's picture books. So how was the illustration process? How did that go for you? Um, it went it went pretty good. Um, I am required uh, through my publisher to provide a storyboard whereby I have all of the verses in the story and then I give my ideas about what I um, vision for that particular page. And initially, when I was given this task, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have no idea. I'm not an illustrator. I don't, I just write, you know. But, again, in this particular case, I had to dig deep, you know, because when we're writing um, at picture books, if we can't, as a writer, if we can't visualize a picture on that particular page, then that might not be the best text. For for that particular page or the best best test for that particular book, so um, and so I had to do a storyboard and and so it works pretty good. Um, the illustrator takes my ideas and I always indicate to my illustrator if you have some better ideas or some other thoughts, I say please share them and please let me know. So my illustrator does a sketch and then I look at the sketch and I either approve it or ask for something different. And then after I have approved the sketches, then she colors the pictures in however that's done. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure her right. technique. But, um, yeah, that that's pretty much how it's done. With my first book, um, there was one, I recall, one page where I said I wanted the, the mother to have her hands up um, I can't remember what the mother was doing or saying at this particular point. And, and when I got the sketch back, it looked like the mother was crazy, you know, with her <laughs> hands up. And I said, okay, let's go back to the drawing board on this one. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but I think I'm, I'm doing better and better at it as I have gone forward with, you know, the second and the third book. And each of my illustrations in all of the books depict um, members of different races. So I'm really glad that I can have a, a diverse book mm-hmm. there um, because when I, I first wrote, wrote the first one, Mama, I Want to See God, I just didn't see 
that book with just a, a boy or just a girl, just a white boy or a black boy. I saw different colors. I saw a rainbow of, of colors, and that's what I wanted in, in each of my books. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's important, and I think that's one of the things that also stood out to me on the cover of your book. So now I know that you're working on Grandma, Granddad, We Want to Praise God coming out in September. Anything else in the pipeline for you? Yes, I, um, well, I have completed two nonfiction manuscripts, one um, that's on the line of science and um, about animals and um, their habitats, something that I would have never thought I would write. But I think being a librarian and reading different stories uh, to my students, I get um, inspired, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself after reading one such type book about um, the the um, the wetlands and the meadows and what have you, and I said, oh, I think I'd like to write a book about that. So I did some very extensive research and uh, finished that book. Um, well, it's been, it's really actually been finished about a year ago. So I've just been marketing, you know, to publishers and to agents. And then I also wrote um, another a fiction book, my first non-rhyming fiction book. And I have uh, finished that one. It's been professionally edited, and I'm ready to market that one now too as well. So I'm I'm really um, I, I don't want to um, be just known as a Christian um, author's writer. I just want to be known as a as an author mm -hmm. of all genres. And I don't know if that's too much for some agents or publishers, but I just don't want to be locked into a certain box. And, um, you know, it's almost just like an actor or actress, you know, they, they have different roles, um, you know, in movies or on television shows. They're never locked into just one type character. And so um, I like to be the same, not locked into one particular author, you know, a genre of books that I write. Right. So, um, and I will say today for the first time, and I was so excited I did a um, a pitch on Twitter, um, and so I'm looking forward to maybe getting some likes from some agents or publishers um, on my pitches. I did one for um, the fiction um, picture book and one for the nonfiction picture book. Keep us posted on those. Those sound exciting, and and I agree with you. You definitely, yeah. There's so much creativity that you have. Why stick with one genre? Just explore everything you can. I mean, that just feels good and you need to get it out of you. So uh, congratulations on venturing out of, uh, you know, maybe a comfort zone that you've found already. So that's, that's to be congratulated. All right, my friend, is there anything that we missed that you wanted to bring up today? You've had some very great questions and I appreciate the questions, but I do hope uh, the listeners will um, be willing to go to my website, VanessaFortenberry.com and Take a look at my books, and um, of course, there you can find them wherever books are sold online, and they are in print, audio, and ebook. So I, I do sincerely hope that they will uh, take a look for themselves. And, and my books, I think, I always say that um, give the gift of God today, 
and、um, they're books that would be great for birthdays, for any occasion, really, just to be honest, just because give the gift of God to any child today. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for who you are and what you do. I so appreciate you. So the website is vanessafortenberry.com. And the book we spoke about today was Daddy, I Want to Know God. But there's the whole series, Families Growing in Faith, Vanessa Fortenberry. You are special. Thank you so, so much for sharing you and sharing your background, your inspiration, and your books with us today. Thank you, Pat.、Uh, and again, I appreciate Firebird. I appreciate you. Thank you for making me feel so very comfortable in this interview. You are so welcome. <laughs>